You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators, for serious backup power, and first choice liquor for all your liquor needs. A very, very warm welcome to you. This is Off the Bench. We're back for another big week as we head into week two of the 2018 NRL Finals. So if it can match something close to what we saw in week one, we're in for a belter of a weekend. For Kubota Diesel Generators for Serious Backup Power and First Choice Liquor, my name is Benny Jones. Great to have your company. And alongside me is a man who has been there, done that come finals time. Of course, 2003 Premiership winning star with the Penrith Panthers, who are still very much alive in season 2018. Scotty Sattler, welcome to you. Yeah, thanks, Benny. Uh, it's been a big week in rugby league, of course. Uh, we had, I think, some some shock teams that have been kicked out of the finals. Yeah. I thought the Warriors were a real big shock. Yep. Uh, but in saying that, we've also... A really good topic that was um, that was raised by player Luke Lewis about the relationship between players and media, which I think is uh, refreshing. Yeah, we're going to touch on that shortly as part of our recap of the news of the week. Uh, of course, we're going to uh, look ahead to this weekend's semi-finals. There's a great debate surrounding. Well, a player who uh, has got the week off this week, but unfortunately will also have a week off next week in the prelim due to uh, a little indiscretion in that uh, first week of finals. Uh, I'm referring to Latrell Mitchell, and I want to ask you, Sats, about this carryover point system that has been around for some time, but uh, whether it might need a little bit of a rejig. We've got a very emotional Makita Power player. It's a Well, it's more of a Makita Power team, if you will, as we head towards uh, the States and into Canada. Also, uh, we'll get a little preview happening for the driver's seat. Another huge weekend awaits us in motorsport as Bathurst also creeps that little bit closer. But uh, let's roll into some of the big topics of the week. And before we get to the relationship between players and the media, as brought up by your great mate, Lukey Lewis, Tyrone Peachy. Now, what's going on there, of course, on his way to the Gold Coast Titans, three-year deal. The Titans will be super excited to get him on board. Uh, Certainly a player uh, on his day is an absolute match winner. And uh, we had thought a couple of weeks ago that there was the the chance that this might go a little pear-shaped. It seems to be the case. It's not a done deal in any stretch at this point in time that he will renege on that contract because the Titans, as they're entitled to, are, are, are holding firm. Yeah, they are. Uh, I've got to take my hat off to the Gold Coast Titans. In years gone by, Benny, uh, around sort of 2011 through to about 2014-15, they became the whipping boys of the rugby league. Yeah, in a sense of, yeah, yeah, they were. And, and, and yeah, Daly Cherry Evans, of course, backflipping on his contract, which he was entitled to do under the under the rules of the game. What NRL has at the moment with the two-week cooling-off period, I think is perfect. Um, and unfortunately, it's still not stopping players from asking to be released from their contracts. Um, Beyond that two weeks. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Tyrone Peachy, of course, is the latest one, like you said. Now, this is all about now Tyrone Peachy being an origin player. Um, when he signed his contract, he wasn't an Origin player. Mm-hmm. When he was given permission to be released to the the Gold Coast Titans at the start of this season, it was it was a great signing for the Titans, and still is a great signing for the Titans. I think, even though he says that he wants to play five eight, 
that centre position that he's playing in at the moment, Penrith win when he plays in the centres. The one position that the Panthers, sorry, the Titans do need is a strike centre. So um, there was a clause that was put into his contract, Tyrone Peachy, uh, apparently that says if you make Origin, mm. it'll trigger a another payment. Now, this wasn't included in the Titans contract. Now that he is an Origin player, he believes he's worth more than the four fifty to five hundred thousand that he originally signed for. So this is all about this is all about Tyrone Peachy uh, requiring more money. Um, he can play the emotional card as much as he can and saying that his partner doesn't want to leave now and doesn't want to leave Sydney. They've just got a new home, whatever it may be. Well, bad luck. So in a sense, it's Peach, about Peachy apparently going on the open market and seeing what he can generate from, from other clubs. Now, we, yeah. we know that a lot of clubs have done a lot of their recruiting. There's only a few clubs that would be available to have that sort of money available under their cap. Um, but even Cameron Seraldo, the coach of the Panthers, has come out and said he won't be here. Tyrone Peachy won't be here. I love it that the Titans, and just getting back to that, Benny, that they have stood up and said, you know what, if you're not going to come here, you will sit out. Yeah. You'll sit out. And they needed to make that stance because, as I said, years gone by, they've been a bit of a pushover. They've had to sign players that that have been second-tier players or haven't been regular first graders because they went to a really bad patch after the Michael Searle era and the, and the damage that was done to the community over the, over the centre of excellence. So... They really didn't have a lot of pulling power, a lot of buying power. If they do make a stance, I set. I think it sets a precedence for every other club after this. Mm. And Tyrone Peachy, I think he'll end up on the Gold Coast or he'll stay at Penrith and there will be a swap with Maloney. Okay. Whether, whether Gus Gould and the management are saying that or not. But it could be a really good life lesson for Tyrone Peachy as well. Yeah, just uh, before we obviously uh, look towards the weekend's matches, there's been a little bit of by-play uh, this week. Uh, well... I get, maybe it's by play. It's been essentially one way. I'm referring to Paul Gallon and his comments, rather pointed ones, at uh, James Maloney, his premiership teammate at the Sharks in uh, 2016, yeah. saying that, you know, quote unquote, he was he was mentally not there in 2017 as they launched into their premiership defence. Uh, what did you make of those comments? Uh, Disappointed. You know, the premiership teammate involved. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you don't have to like all your teammates. No. Um, I love all my teammates that I won a premiership with, but not every team... I've uh, got that real close bond when you win a premiership, and we don't know the relationship between Paul Gallon and James Maloney. I love James Maloney's response. He goes, "Well, he's in the media. He's got to try and say something." <laughs> but uh, it's a unique circumstance in that he, he's a current player. Yeah, that is in the media, so you still feel there's those respectful boundaries that that uh, professionals would have towards oh. each other. And what disappointed me, Benny, is that Paul Gallon is questioning James Maloney's integrity a little bit, his ability to commit to the side and stay focused on the job mm. when. James Maloney's won two premierships. Yeah. You know, he knows how His to win record games. Speaks for itself, exactly. Yeah. We, every season is not our best season. We have some seasons where we, whether it's through injury, um, whether it's through contract negotiations, which James Maloney was going through at the time, that can take your, your focus away from what you're trying to achieve. And, um, Maybe he wasn't at his best at 2017, but guess what? He was at his best in 2016, Paul, mm. when you guys won a premiership. And when someone else is down, like he obviously was, others need to pick up the slack. Absolutely. So it's not James Maloney's fault. He's not saying it's his fault, but he's just saying he took his eye off the prize. And I tend to disagree there because there are other things going on in his life that took his focus away. But I thought it was a pretty ordinary comment. Maybe just Gal. Maybe, just maybe, his very late return of serve to, of course, Gus Gould's comments regarding the soft 2016 premiership. So he yeah. thought, maybe I need to fire one across the board. But as Gary Belcher calls well. James Maloney the goldfish. Because <laughs> he could. He, would, he can't yeah. remember anything. 
He won't even remember Paul Gallon said anything. No, about exactly him, so. right. Probably doesn't even remember who Paul Gallon <laughs> is. Uh, and I guess that leads into what we uh, we mentioned off the top of the show, and, and that is the um, all the media and their role in, in 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 covering the game, reporting on the game, and the relationship they have with players has been something that's probably diminished. You know, you'd go back to your playing days. I'm sure you'd have story sats of journo's coming into the rooms, the sheds after a game, sitting down, having a chat. You get to know these guys. You develop a relationship. I think you've got a, a story, in fact, from the, the celebration. After the 2003 premiership, but Luke Lewis jumped on NRL 360, and you know some may suggest cynically that he's about to retire. Of course, he's going to say we should get the journos in the rooms again and back to the good old days. But I think he makes a really valid point. We see a lot of stories surrounding the negative aspects of the game, but you build relationships with people. Like I know you a lot better than I did a couple of years ago. I'm not going to write a bad story or say something bad about you on air because I know you personally. And I think journos and players can can build off that. And sometimes, Benny, even if you do have a relationship with player players in the media and you do have to criticise them, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, it's the and, delivery, absolutely. And the player themselves will respect yep. the way that you deliver it if it is in a respectful way. You can still fire a shot over the bar at a player if you've got a friend with them. Now, mm. James Hooper is a very good friend of mine, has been a very good friend of mine since 2003. And there's been times in, the, in his media outlets that he's had to have a shot at me. But he's one, he's, he's given me a call first and yeah, foremost. The heads up. And he yeah, said, listen, I'm going to tee off on you today. Yep. And I go, okay, do what you got to do. But he does it respectfully. Mm. And that's when you can continue the relationship. When you fill a void, sorry, when you're – there is a void created between player and media. The media need to fill that void somehow. And so they'll search. They'll go above and beyond to try and fill that void. And unfortunately, some of it is negative media. Yeah. But by building relationships, and let me tell you, a comment like that by Luke Lewis, let me give you an education about Luke Lewis a little bit. Yes, he's going into the media when he retires. No, he doesn't say that comment because he knows he's going to the media and he has to build relationships. Mm. This is an... This is a guy that loves the game so much. He's never forgotten where he's come from. He's never forgotten the opportunities this game has given him, rugby league. So hence, he's a person that you don't need to go through a media manager at the Sharks to talk to Luke Lewis. You just ring him direct and he'll yep. give you all the time that you need because he's an open book. Yep, He's so accessible. And that's what I love about Luke Lewis. And that's why his comment says that he would welcome people to come and talk to him 10, 15 minutes after a game um, because he's so approachable. You know, he's so humble. And um, I think that players have been built to despise the media. I think, for for instance, Darius Boyd, I think he's followed Wayne Bennett, mm. as have a lot of other Broncos players in the past, have followed Wayne, Wayne Bennett's method of keeping the media at arm's length and don't give them anything. And it's come back to really haunt them. Yeah. I, I look at someone like, you know, there's been Broncos players in the past that have treated the media... With, with great disdain and disrespect, but realise at the back end of their careers, they've realised that they've, they've got to engage the media because I may one day want to go into the yeah, media exactly. and then all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. give all their access to the yeah. media. Um, but the media don't forget. All right, on Off the Bench, uh, after we recap all that's gone on through the week, let's do this. A footy update for Renault. Renault traffic. It's my business. It's my van. Yeah, let's get into this one, Sats, very briefly. A uh, preview of tonight's big game between the E-Sharks and the Panthers at Allianz Stadium. The man we've just spoken about, Josh Dugan, he's going to miss, sadly. Uh, it was announced yesterday, the shoulder injury yeah. just hasn't come up. So that's a huge blow for the Sharks. Well, Wade Graham out also. Knee injury. Uh, ACL. Yep. Now, 
out of the seven games that he's missed this year, they've won six of them. Mm. Admittedly, a few of those are, are teams that are outside of the eight, but it doesn't matter. You know, it's always a challenge to play without your star players. Now, without Josh Dugan, it just that mountain becomes a little bit steeper, doesn't it? Having quality players out, but they get Jesse Ramian back, who who has been out injured. Um, just dynamic young centre in his rookie season has been absolutely outstanding. So, um, yeah, he's a good in for. I, I think actually. With Dugan being out, you you miss that experience. Yeah. But what you get with Raymond is that youth and that um, enthusiasm and that, that genuine hunger as well. Uh, so you, you don't miss too much there, to be quite honest, but you miss a lot with Wade Graham. Penrith Panthers, absolutely injury-free. No injuries, unchanged, unchanged. lineup, it's nice And that's time. what you want to do going <laughs> exactly, into finals. You right. just need everything to be streamlined. Yeah, you know, James Maloney is carrying a bad back and a bad neck and a bad shoulder and a bad elbow, bad knee, bad ankle. <laughs> just a bad body. But he just keeps powering <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, he's yeah. a bad body. But um, when you look at both those those players that are out, most notably Wade Graham uh, in a finals match when you've got to find something extra, Penrith mm. uh, are looking... Pretty tasty. Uh, they met in round 18 at Panthers Stadium. That was the last meeting between these two sides. Sharks winning on that occasion 24-12. to 12. Uh, Worth noting the Sharks with the third best defence in the competition uh, coming up against uh, the Panthers. Only the eighth best attack through the regular season. But as you said, those couple of changes and absentees for the Sharks, uh, massive names missing. So just before we get to the break, uh, thanks to Renault Traffic. It's my business. It's my van sats. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion you're back on the Panthers bandwagon. You, you jumped off them last week against the Warriors. It's they... the whole reverse psychology oh, okay. thing, Benny. Well, then why aren't you tipping the Sharks? Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I, I just think... Those the, outs are The big, Panthers, they? Yeah. yeah, they are. The Panthers last week, even though they got behind 12-2 or whatever it was, and then the injury to Roger Tuovasa-Shek, mm. I like what the Panthers did. They showed some really good resilience to get back into the game. And um, and their key players were, were centre, um, a centre part of that. So... Yeah, I, uh, I like the Panthers. All right, Renault's 120-year celebration sale with Renault traffic from 31,990 drive away. Quick break here on Off the Bench. On the other side of it, uh, we're going to get stuck into our Saturday night preview with the Prince of Fullbacks, Gary Belcher, to join myself and Scotty Sattler to have a look at the Rabbits and the Dragons. We've got a great debate, Makita Power Player, and plenty more still ahead of us. Kubota Diesel Generators, providing reliable constant backup power you need when you need it most, and first choice liquor for all your liquor needs. This is Off the Bench for first choice liquor and Kubota. For serious backup power. Yeah, welcome back to Off the Bench. Benny Jones alongside Scotty Sattler. Huge weekend of footy uh, across a couple of codes. A huge weekend of sport, in fact, as this weather starts to warm up around the country for Kubota. Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power. And a quick shout out to all of those working hard on the land. And hopefully that recent rain has uh, just eased things ever so slightly. The first choice liquor crew on board as well for all your liquor needs as well. Uh, right now on Off the Bench, let's do this. Let's get an NRL update for 7-Eleven. Tackle your lunchtime hunger at 7-Eleven. Good call. Good call. It's a great call, in fact. Uh, try the new Slurpee Spider. It's now available at 7-Eleven. Uh, earlier on in the week, uh, myself, Scotty Sattler and Gary Belcher, a former league star in his own right. Uh, we looked at the game on Saturday night. This will be a beauty at ANZ Stadium. It's the Rabbits taking on the Dragons, who shocked the footy world with that amazing performance at Suncorp Stadium against the Brisbane Broncos last week. So uh, between the three of us, we had a look at that game in greater detail and find out who the boys think will win and why. Let's take a listen. 
let's let's dig down into this. I want to start with well, who won't be there? Gareth Widdop won't be there, yeah. as we know, and that's a huge blow for the Dragons. Massive, massive loss. Kurt Mann at five eight. Is that the way they'll play? I think it is the way they'll play. He's a really good utility player, and he can play that role. They've still got you and Aitken to come back. In fact, you and Aitken named uh, in Jersey twenty and could could make the final cut for Saturday night. But young Zach Lomax did a really good job. Um, and I wonder if there could be some sort of late shuffle there. But they were in they were in great nick against the Broncos on the back of that forward pack. How much will they miss? Gareth Has Wood been named them. on an No, no, bench? he can't no? play. No, okay. good. he's going in for surgery. Okay. Well, I think today he went. Yeah, he's not going to be there. No. Well, with Kurt Mann there, all of a sudden you've got two players that are runners as opposed to passers. So y- your key players in the sides, obviously, if you and Aiken plays, he's a key player in the centres. He's a go-to man. Uh, your opposite centre is Tim Laffey. Mm. He's a go-to man as well. And Matt Dufty is a go-to man as well in regards to your speed and your running game. So one of those players, and most notably probably Ben Hunt, who isn't a great long hasn't got a great long passing game, uh, he will have to take up the role of of being more of a passer as opposed to Kurt Mann being more of the runner, acting like another well, he's the another director. outside he's back. He's the sole director really of that team, Benny Hunt. On the weekend, well, we know what happens when and he, he's Gareth Widdop's not there. there. Yeah, they just Gareth Widdop the same. Some of his little subtle touches, a lot of people didn't recognise in that win on the weekend. Um, really impressive, like just the the sleight of hand of short pass to Tarek Sim puts him into open space to score his second try. Yeah, um, just his ability to play with a lot of width. So whoever's going to fire the ball to him, he all of a sudden he's on the outside of the defence. So mm. uh, it's a huge ask from the Dragons. But it was a huge ask for them to go to Suncorp on the form. Yeah. It was massive. It was massive. It was on the back of that forward pack who did extremely well. And, you know, you look at their back row, Frizzell, Sims, DeBellin did did a great job on the Broncos. And they were led up front by James Graham until he went off. Armel, Lattimore, Blake Laurie, outstanding. But that Rabbitohs pack has got similar traits about it. Sam Burgess will not play that poorly again. He's definitely busted. He's definitely playing injured. For him to come up with some of those mistakes... Um, was very unusual. But I'm sure that their full pack is going to be a lot better. And how, how different... Could you imagine how... Opposite each other, Frizzell and Johnny Sutton. They just play com- completely different Could games. Could you imagine how how different Sam Burgess's game would be if there was a lower interchange with the ferocity and the intensity that he plays at? Some of the times he's coming up against guys that have just come on the field, he's playing with the same intensity... Mm. You got a fresh time. defender in front of you that goes bang and will jam you, mm. whatever it may be. If if he was under a, a limited interchange rule, he would destroy people. I think the older he gets, he needs to alter his game a little bit more and not be so confrontational. We know that's what his game's being built on. You can still play that way, but just alter it just a fraction. So if we're looking at it, both sides' analysis, uh, you're the coach, Sats of the Rabbits. What's the weakness of the Dragons you're attacking, you're trying to exploit? Um, I'm ta- I'm attacking Kurt Mann and and Ben Hunt defensively. Um, with South with the Dragons because they have got they've got a few walking wounded. Jack DeBellum will play mm. under sufferance. Yep, and he plays in the middle defensively. You'd be able to spot him on a number of occasions, get him to make back to back efforts, and on the back of that second effort he has to make, Damian Cook just gets out and exposes. They, they used so much energy. Uh, and and mentally and physically last week the bunnies and didn't come up with the, the yeah. win against the storm that could work against them as well. Uh, the only other thing in their favour is I guess that they've got the eight put the eight day turnaround as opposed to the dragon yeah. six. 
and I think they'll need every bit of it, South Sydney. All right, as Dragons head honcho, Badge, what are you looking at at the Rabbits as maybe a little hole you can exploit at some stage across the 80 minutes? Oh, that's really difficult. It's tough. Well, they did They did a job on the Broncos, um, not exactly through the middle. Early they went, their, their back rowers, uh, Frizzell made a lot of uh, headway through the line and then Tarek Sims did late before they played directly up the middle of the park. So I yep. think they'll try to do that again. But, um, you know, I, I think you can catch those big Burgess boys, the, the, the front rowers, um, going sideways a little bit. They're a bit they – can, you can expose them there. That would probably mm. be the weakness I could see. A uh, question for you both. If you're Mary McGregor this week, well, you obviously do your opposition analysis because that's the due diligence you do week in, week out. But instead, do you focus more on just harnessing what was just so brilliant about Sunday, that energy, that excitement, a bit of a smile on the face that the players had after such a – Tough back end of the year. Try and you got to try and touch and sink into the emotional side of the side mm. this week. Yep, what they achieved, like you said, Benny, on Sunday afternoon, and and using that, you can't keep people up all the no, time. But they made a very good side. But what you touch exactly, poor, yeah. what you touch on is the emotional side of of yep. Sunday, and and collectively what you were able to come up with after a twenty minute period when you you didn't have control of the no. game. But for some reason, you're able to flick the switch, so proud of what you achieve. Let's go and ambush another side that everyone thinks is going to win the competition. You play on the emotional side as opposed to you know what they're going to bring you. They're going to send three big guys through the middle and then they're going to go to an edge and see if John Sutton can create something. And then you've just got to try and create um, and slow down the the creation of Damian Cook. You know what they're going to bring to you. Mm. So you've got to work on the emotional side of your side. So that's our NRL update for 7-Eleven Freshly Ground Coffee for just $1 at 7-Eleven. Right now on Off The Bench, let's do this. The Great Debate for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power. Yeah, great debate time. Kubota diesel generators, reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it most. Scotty Sadler, I want to ask you about this carryover point system. It's not a newfangled dangled uh, thing in the NRL. It's been around for quite some time. But my question to you, or the debate we need to have, does it need to be adjusted come finals time? And the case in point is Latrell Mitchell. He's going to miss a prelim for the Roosters next week. Uh, for an incident last week, which, in isolation, not deemed bad enough to miss a game, but because of carryover points accrued through the season, takes him over that 100-point threshold. Therefore, he has to miss the match. Is it too harsh a penalty for what is? Well, it's the second biggest game of the season if you're a Roosters fan. What are your thoughts? I don't know. Ben, I don't know where I sit with this because we're talking about the carryover points, not the suspension of players during finals and how the carryover points can can have a... a a huge effect on whether you play or not. Yeah, I, I think I think that if you have carryover points at the end of the regular season, mm-hmm. I don't think they should be wiped, or should they be wiped? I don't know. And but I think what Latrell Mitchell was cited for and eventually found guilty of. But like you said, the actual the actual charge and yep. the guilt wasn't enough to keep him a week out. It was the carryover points. Yeah, so at the end yeah. of the regular season. If you have carryover points, do they put that into a monetary format that you pay a fine? Mm. So, for example, if you've got, like he had 75, 75 carryover, points, carryover points, we took him over the 100 points, which From represents an one earlier week. In the season, which again was not deemed So he's still to... going to have carryover points now. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, exactly right. If he... If he uh, well, it's in a grand final if they make it that far, but yeah, he will still have, take away the 100, he's roughly 60-odd carryover yeah. points. Yeah, so I, I, I think at the end of the regular season... 
if you've got carryover points. And again, you've got to remember if there's something that's reckless and intentional, yeah, it's carry on. You know, if you're going to be cited and suspended, well, you you've just got to face face your accusers. But I think what he got charged with the crusher tackle, it's a grey area. It's there's a lot of debate about it. There's no intention in it. A lot of people say it's reckless, but we play a reckless game in rugby league. Um, anyone who's been involved in a tackle doesn't know where the opposition's head is at any given time when you're yeah. when you're in a controlling tackle. So I'm probably part of the minority. But with the carryover points, end of the regular season, put a monetary value every ten points. So if he's got seventy five of carryover points, that seventy five points will represent a an amount yep. that needs to be paid via a fine. And then through the final system, you start again. I think that might be the only alternative, yeah. Benny. I've had a think about this, and it's it's a tricky one because no two incidents are ever the same, no two players and the way that their season unfolds is ever the same. But what I would like to see, and maybe I just live in an idealistic world, is that if you cause an offence within a final that is deemed to be worthy of more than a game, yep. so you're over 100 points threshold, say you get 120 then if there's carryover points, they can be attached to it. And if that boosts you up to two games, well, too bad because you've committed that offence in a final. But if in a final, a la Latrell Mitchell, you are involved in an incident that is deemed not worthy of at least 100 points, a.k.a. a game, those carryover points are not taken into account. So I don't mind the carryover points bumping you from one to two or two to three, but if it's from zero to one, yeah, that's where you. it doesn't sit well with me. Does that yeah, make that sense? Yeah, that makes sense. It does, yeah. The other argument also, Benny, is when you talk about major games, finals, and you don't want to miss your best players, and some teams win premierships when the best players in the opposition are gone. Oh, you've got happened, to take advantage of that. many a time. Yeah, exactly. Origin. So yeah. if you've got carryover points and you're charged leading into origin, but you are picked for origin, should those carryover points yeah. continue through origin, or should you be charged just on the charge alone and the carryover points are just held for NRL games? Mm. Because... You've got to remember, the NRL don't count origin matches as NRL matches which, as well. So which I still cannot quite understand. So Cameron Smith, yeah. for example, is on 382 or whatever, but Yet his, you can. his 40 origin matches aren't taken yeah. into account as an NRL game. Yeah. So, yeah, the demerit points probably need to, the carryover points need to sit probably on their own in NRL games. When you lead into finals, regular season, wipe it, put a dollar value on the carryover points, let the player, let the player pay the fine, and then during finals... You start again. Yep. Not that the AFL is the be-all and end-all because uh, I don't like getting into that code v. code debate, but they used to have the, the point system uh, and it was always under fire, always controversial. They stripped that back and now it's based on a grading system. So there's the you know type of impact, whether it was reckless, intentional, high, low, to what body part, etc. And you've got set penalties or monetary punishments, fines. Would you... Would you like to see? Is that a more simplistic world that the NRL would go down that path or because this system's been in place for as long as it is? The players know what it is. They just have to grin and bear it. With the monetary? Yeah. Well, as a player, Benny... So, so yeah, dollars as opposed to points for offences that are under the 100-point threshold, so you would get a fine instead. Well, Rugby League has introduced that with some of the charges. They some have, of the charges, yeah. you, you can just pay a fine. Yeah, it's for great. A trip. There is grading. For yeah. example, a trip. Yeah. You know, an unintentional trip, you'll pay a fine for it. You won't miss any weeks. Um, but a player would rather play money than miss games. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. So we've got to be really careful yeah. about it all being about money yep. as opposed to serving your penance. But the carryover points in big games, mm. I don't want to see Latrell Mitchell. As much as I hate the Roosters, I don't want to see Latrell <laughs> Mitchell yeah. 
yeah, miss a grand final qualifier. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's what he's staring at. In fact, that's what he's going to have especially, to go through next especially week. Especially what he was charged yeah. with. I mean, if it was a, a deliberate elbow to the head or as a uh, putting a player in a dangerous position by spear tackle, whatever it may be, go for your life. Yeah. Wipe him out of the game for the rest of the year. But based on what happened, no, I don't want to see him miss footy. Great debate. Kubota Diesel Generators for Sirius back up power. We'll take a quick break here on Off the Bench. When we return, uh, we'll find out who Sats is nominating as our Makita Power Player of the Week. Foodworks Grand Final Heroes. Foodworks, proudly local and 100% independent. Andrew Fafita. The Shire had waited patiently for 50 years. Never in the history of the club had they been so close. The 2016 NRL Premiership was up for grabs and the minor premiers, the Melbourne Storm, would come from 8-zip down at half-time to lead 10-8 with only 10 minutes remaining. Then emerged a rampaging Andrew Fafita, the NRL's bad boy, soon to become Cronulla's ultimate hero. So here's Ennis now... Fafita tries to crash his way over, he does! Fafita got the ball over the line! Foodworks Grand Final Heroes. From the city to the country, Foodworks is Australia's truly local and independent supermarket. This is Off the Bench for First Choice Liquor and Kubota for serious backup power. Oh, I've already got a feeling it's going to be one of those weekends. The perfect weekend, in fact, to get into First Choice Liquor. Stock up the fridge because it is a sport lover's paradise over the next 48 hours or so. Uh, so we thank them for their support here on Off the Bench and, of course, our great friends at Kubota. Time on the show that we launch into... The Makita Power Player for Makita's massive redemption sale. Makita, when power means business. Absolutely. Massive redemption sale. Grab yourself free Makita gear. Visit makita.com.au for all the details. Now, you've gone a different angle here to the Makita Power Player sats, and I've got to say I like it. It's an emotional one as well. Uh, And it's not a player. It's not an individual. It's It's a team. Not even an Australian. No, it's actually an entire organisation. And the backstory to this, uh, quite incredible. Yeah, it is. Uh, The Makita Power Player Players is the Humboldt Broncos. Now, a lot of people will be sitting back right now saying, who the hell are yeah, the Humboldt who, Broncos? What do they do? What I do knew they nothing play? about them. I mm. uh, saw a terrific story yesterday on ESPN. They're an American uh, or Canadian, I should say, junior hockey team. It's like a school team, high school, school team. team yeah. yeah, and we know how big American Canadian sports is. Oh, nice hockey uh, in particular. Yeah. Travelling to a game. Yep. Uh, there were 28 passengers, or 26 passengers on the bus, including the driver. And a, a truck went through an intersection where he should have stopped at and just and hit the bus. Um, it horrific. Was horrific. Such was the impact, Benny. You've seen the photos of it. It ripped the absolute roof. Yeah, clean off. The entire off. roof clean off the bus. The bus yep. Now, out of that crash, crash with this uh, junior hockey team, there were 16 staff and players killed, yep. 13 injured. Yep. Um, and yesterday... This was back on April the 6th. Yeah, so, so six months six, ago. Yeah, six months, wow. So yesterday they played their first return match. Yep. And obviously the town and the country has played on, paid honour to um, it was it was te- hockey it, it was televised. I did a bit of background Ad on free, this. Ad free. Televised, yeah, into yep. the States, which, yeah, for a school. I mean, they, they are obsessed, don't get me wrong, but for a school game, it would maybe get a passing notice on the, on the yep. local news. But this was actually televised. Quite amazing like, scenes. Yeah. Uh, two of the players that were a part of that bus crash... 
are still able to play. They played yesterday. One of the boys was actually the first tri- uh, first try scorer, first uh, scorer. Goal scorer yep. They lost the game two one, which I think is insignificant. Yeah, uh, yeah. There were some emotional scenes of one of the players who is now confined to a wheelchair who came out for the dropping of the puck. Yep. Very emotional. Uh, very respectful from the opposition side. Also, just an amazing story of a a small town and a and a small school just trying to get through the. The clouds. Post-game, um, and we see this happen in sport from time to time when someone passes, whether a current player, former player, someone very closely associated to the sport, they'll have a minute silence. They might have some sort of memorial. Well, they did this for this game, and you watch it, and it's just, it's heartbreak. 16 jerseys unfolded, mm. and each one of them, you know, obviously with their year of birth and obviously the year of their death, and it just went on and on. And it was just, he could hear a pin drop throughout mm. the whole uh, stadium. And it was just something you wouldn't wish upon your worst enemy. But for the coach, who, who was a new coach, obviously uh, taking on this team basically from scratch, he said, I had no idea what to expect. Yep. And the fact that they even got out there and competed in itself is why they're deserving of, of all of our plaudits. Not only the Makita Power player, but the Humboldt Broncos. If you can do a bit of reading on the story or, or watch some of the videos online, uh, have the tissues There'll handy. be a movie made about this. No doubt, yeah. no doubt. Uh, horrible incident, but hopefully some light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, get serious with Makita's unbeatable deals. Grab yourself a free Makita cordless turbo blower worth 299 bucks when you buy selected cordless lawnmower and line trimmer kits. The offer is via online redemption, and you can head to the website for all the details, makita.com.au. Makita, when power means business. Uh, time on Off the Bench for... The driver's seat preview for Kubota skid steers. Power at your fingertips. Absolutely. Driver's seat preview time. Just occurred to me, Sats, in fact, that uh, while we're excited because the NRL Grand Final, AFL Grand Finals are just around the corner, that uh, same weekend coincides with uh, the arrival of Bathurst, which is, of course, for a motorsport uh, lover. That's 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 the biggest day on the sporting calendar, I would have thought. It's like their Melbourne Cup, really. Yeah. Isn't it? it flies under the radar doesn't a little it? bit, Bathurst now, doesn't yeah. it? Mount Panorama. Oh, not to the, the revenues, no, it doesn't. No, it definitely they not. They just keep <laughs> marking off the days exactly each day that they right. can just go... Rocked yeah. off their head on Bundy Rum and oh, driving their what a weekend it is. Uh, supercars, by the way, into the endurance season, starting with Sandown this weekend, followed by Bathurst and wrapping up at the Gold Coast 600, which is a pretty big weekend as well. Reigning Bathurst champ Dave Reynolds joined the boys on the show last week, and they had to ask him how he could cost the current series champion Jamie Wincup a $1,000 fine after the event. Bit of a backstory to this. Let's have a listen for Kubota Construction Equipment. Delivering power and performance. Speak to your Kubota dealer. I just want to know, on the podium on Sunday when you are up there with uh, Wind Cup and you yeah. told him to <laughs> drop the champagne <laughs> bottle down, yeah. uh, which after the AGP you're not allowed to do within the uh, within the regulations because the one with the AGP <laughs> smashed on the ground. Um, was that a stitch? Did you stitch him up to lose a thousand bucks? Because that was perfect. Who, who, who thought the seven-time champion would succumb to peer pressure? <laughs> From Dave Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend, though. He doesn't care. Nah. What's a what thousand, a what's a thousand, rule. What a, yeah, what a stupid, stupid rule. Yeah. I wasn't sure That's why right. it was. I, I thought it must have been. Yeah, well, I figure it's OHS, but I just wondered whether someone had dropped someone and, you know, cut open an artery or something like no, that. But you, nah, you was, drop one actually, bottle on a Formula One pit, bang. See you later. It was, it was actually our team, yeah. yeah. I'd, 
yeah, I, I won the race and then I I dropped the bottle as you normally do to pass it. the victory liquid downstairs to your team members. And uh, we had we had old Dennis down there who's half blind anyway. <laughs> he he's a New Zealander, so he can't catch. <laughs> Slipped through and smashed all over pit lane in the F1 paddock. And that was a Sunday and the, the F1s were about to go out and there was just glass you know, scattered everywhere. <laughs> this week it's Retro Round. We catch up with Steve's old teammate and 2010 champ James Courtney plus current Sandown champion Cam Waters joins us. Uh, we talked to Brad Jones from Brad Jones Racing about his team's somewhat unexpected success this season. You can catch the guys Sunday on the driver's seat for the Kubota M71, which has the size and power you need. Speak to your local Kubota dealer. We'll take a quick break. We'll get a Gurney High Pressure Player nominated straight after this, and uh, we'll also wrap up with Sats tips for the big game on Saturday night. It's coming up off the bench. Off the bench for Kubota diesel generators and first choice liquor. This is Off the Bench for first choice liquor and Kubota for serious backup power. Oh, we're back. Benny Jones, Scotty Sattler off the bench. Uh, Gee, we're nearly out of time too. It does fly when you're having fun. And at this time of year, finals time, if you can't have fun, then you are dead set kidding yourself. Kubota diesel generators providing reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it. And first choice liquor for all your liquor needs. Uh, Let's get into this. A Gurney high-pressure moment for Gurney high-pressure cleaners. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Yeah, absolutely. Gurney High Pressure Cleaners, uh, they get the job done and are available at Bunnings Warehouse. And uh, Sats, uh, this weekend, and in particular focus, Rabbits and Dragons, when there's a high-pressure moment approaching Mm -hmm. in the game, who's one player, a Gurney High Pressure player, that you're going to be looking for to stand up? Well, I'm going to say Cody Walker. Okay. Cody Walker is a player that I saw a lot of playing in the Intrust Super Cup in Queensland. Really questioned his ability to play at the NRL level. He's a late bloomer. I think he went down at about 24, 24 years of age, Cody Walker. I found him in big matches and he used to he never used to grab the game by the scruff of the neck and take over as a, as a half should. Had all the skills, the speed, the evasive skills and the kicking game, whatever it may be, but was never able to dominate the, the big matches. But since going to South, he's had some amazing coaching. Uh, we've seen him in some really big matches outplay his much much experienced teammates in Sam Burgess and Adam Reynolds and John Sutton, just to name a few. And against Melbourne, they were able to shut Cody Walker down. They only let him play to you know, probably 50 or 60% of his capabilities. So I'm anticipating he'll learn a fair bit from what happened in Melbourne. He'll give himself yep. a little bit more depth. He'll take a little bit more command. And I've been really impressed with the way that he's he's taken the NRL by storm. So a player that I think needs to take control, and I think will can take control, will be Cody Walker. Like it. Gurney High Pressure Cleaners, available at Bunnings Warehouse. It's time for Scotty's Tips for Big Four Holiday Parks. Book your next great Australian break at bigfour.com.au. Oh, well, this part of the show is getting easier and easier for you, Sats. As the game starts to diminish, book a great Aussie escape at bigfour.com.au forward slash great Aussie escapes. Heard yourself and Badge earlier on in the show looking at the uh, the strengths and weaknesses yep. of both of these sides, and I'm talking rabbits and dragons. Now you're going to tell us who wins and who wins and why. Oh, I think the rabbits will win, and it's quite an easy easy choice this week, you think, you think, based on... You say that about the Broncos last well, week. Well, that's the thing I'm saying, though. <laughs> it's knows? quite easy to say, oh, yeah. the Rabbits will win because the Dragons yeah. won't be able to find what they found last week. They've got a completely 
a different different uh, opposition this week in the Rabbits, who had a real battle hardened game against the Melbourne Storm. Which I think, I think the harder your finals matches, the more prepared you become for for the war of attrition that you're going to face in grand finals. Yep. So, um, with the St George Illawarra Dragons, you know, wherever they found whatever they found last week, they need to play on that again emotionally this week. Paul McGregor needs to talk about you know, what you're able to achieve last week. You know, the way you prepared was. You know, amazing. Your resilience in the heat of the moment, fantastic. And we need to find that that spark that we found last week. We need to start the game that way against the against the rabbits. We need to shock them from the word go, and not because you can't work your way into the game against the rabbits. You've got to start all guns blazing. You got to go match for match with them because they play yep. with such intensity. So, can the dragons do that with a without Gareth Widdop? I don't know. Kurt Mann coming in plays a more of a running role as a as opposed to a, a coordinator. Um, but this rabbit side, I think they'll, a little bit like Cody Walker, I think they'll learn a lot from that loss to Melbourne last week. And um, and they'll, it'll be a good game. I, I hope there's going to be a lot of people at this this game. They've played many a, a grand final and mm. final against each other over many decades, these two teams. But I think the rabbits are just going to have a little bit too much firepower. All right, Big Four book now, bigfour.com.au. That is our show. This has been Off the Bench for Kubota and First Choice Liquor for all your liquor needs. Sats, enjoy the weekend that awaits. Uh, cracking couple of finals. And uh, I'll speak to you same time Cannot next week. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Thank you. Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators and First Choice Liquor.